the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. You know, every week uh, we're, we're here, we come into the studio, and we introduce you to a new pastor, a local pastor. And I love the the national preachers and the men and women that travel across the globe, and I appreciate them. I listen to them on, on the different venues, and, and, and it's great. But there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that are here in San Antonio, for those men and women that, that stay here. They don't just come in and preach and leave. Uh, but they remain in this in this beautiful city of ours, San Antonio. And, you know, it reminds me, I was reading uh, in, in a, a popular book, the book of Ezekiel, in a popular story. Uh, probably everybody remembers when you think of Ezekiel, usually we think of the dry bones, the valley of dry bones. And I, and I was thinking about that because we always turn to, you know, what do you think? Can these dry bones live? And, and and Ezekiel responds, only you know, Lord, and, and you know, we know the transaction, and he finally says, you know, speak, and, and it didn't happen until he spoke. But what we don't realize sometimes, or we overlook quickly, is that verse 1. Verse 1 opens up and says in, in Ezekiel chapter 37, the Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. And I want to remind you today, perhaps you're listening and you're looking around and you're seeing your life and your situation is just, you're surrounded by dry bones. You're surrounded by, by death. You're in a valley. You're in a, a difficult situation. And, and it's so easy for us to, to think that we are victims of circumstance. And somebody did this to me and it's someone else's fault. And the devil is a liar. And we right away start rebuking. And, and you know what? If we, if we look at Ezekiel's example, it was God that put him there. And he put them there with a purpose. And I want to I want to challenge you today as you're as you are listening today and you're living through your your situation and you're dealing with children and spouse and finances and projects and jobs and and stuff that are not looking quite the way you planned them to look. And you look like you are the only one that's making sense in this world and, and you don't know what to do. I want to remind you, it's God that put you there. And it's not that he's punishing you, but he put you there so that you could make a difference. Why did he put Ezekiel, the prophet, in the middle of all these dry bones? He put him there because he wanted to use Ezekiel. He wanted to bring life to a place that was full of death. He wanted, he wanted to transform that situation. And so if you find yourself there, then it's up to you. Listen to what God is telling you to do. Don't doubt. Don't speak more death. Speak life. Speak life into those dry bones and watch God do the miraculous in you and through you. And I, and I, and I, I love that. Somebody said that one time. If God could get it through you, he will give it to you. And so if you could get life through you, I believe God will use you 
to transform that situation, to transform that marriage, to transform that hostile work environment, whatever it is that, that it is you're, you're living through, I believe in a mighty God, and I believe God will use you to make a difference in that place. And so, praise the Lord. I hope you, you receive that word today. I have been carrying that now for about 24 hours, looking for a microphone to share that with. Uh, but So, receive that today. And today, it is my, my great privilege to have with us one of the men that has been called to this city, that has stayed in this city, and that ministers uh, to the city. And I, I tell you what, I can tell he loves San Antonio. And uh, it's my great honor to have Pastor Grice with us today. He is the, the senior pastor of True Vine Baptist Church. Pastor Grice, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. I've been, I've been looking to get with you for some time. And, and, you know, one of the most difficult people to get a hold of is the pastor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 that has become one of my opening statements. Man, I've been looking for you. <laughs> I'm so glad I finally got you in the air. You know, so uh, it's so good to have you here. And I want to I open up this segment talking about you. I usually, I usually do that. And so I want to introduce or have you introduce yourself to San Antonio. Tell me a little bit about your history. Are you from San Antonio? Uh, were you born here? Tell me, tell me a little bit about your background. Well, from the military, I got here in 1989. And um, once I got here, I began to look for a place to worship and so on. And, uh, of course, as you mentioned in your intro, that uh, God put me here. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that he did that. And uh, since then, uh, God also called me into the ministry the preaching ministry, the pastoral ministry, and uh, I began to uh, talk to him about church and how I should do this, and uh, and then he began to work it all out for me. So I'm really glad to be here. And as you said, I love San Antonio, love the people, and, and God has just been so absolutely good. So let me ask you a question. Were you were you a PK? Were you born into a Christian home? or or And or when was that conversion moment in your life? When did that happen? No, I wasn't born into a Christian home. My parents went to church. Uh, I, I didn't in, in, include or conclude that it was Christian as we may think it today. Um, but we talk about my conversion experience. It was mm-hmm. I was 27 years old, and uh, God had been dealing with me, and I finally gave up, and uh, I got saved in, in, uh, after I was 27. And after being saved, and I began to study and get ready for what God would have me to do. Uh, and so now he's blessed me to be at this particular point, and I'm, I'm excited about it. So when, when you're 27, you're in the military. Yes, I was in the military at that time, yes. How, how did that happen? Where, where were you in, in the world? Where were you in your life? Were you already married? You already had a family? How, how was that? I was in the, as, as we say, I was in the military, had my family. And I was in California at the time, and God uh, impressed upon my heart that I need to seek him out, and I did. And I asked him to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior, and he did just that. And so I'm, so I'm eternally thankful for all that he's already done. And so now there, there's many people that have given their heart to the Lord, but very few, and on a percentage-wise, take that next step you know, and go into, go into ministry. And and for many people, that's a that's a crazy decision. Yeah, it's you a know, big decision, especially for those that have experienced yes. ministry. Yes, you know what were you thinking? What what's going on in your mind? So how how was that? Because now you've given your heart to the Lord. You're serving the Lord. You're studying. You're getting into the Word. 
but you you hear or you feel a, a, an additional push or an additional drawing into 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 to go further into ministry. How was that experience for you? How did that happen? Well, I'm going to start after uh, received Christ as my Savior, gotten baptized, and going to the, my local church at that time in California. And by the way, it was also True Vine uh, Baptist Church. All right. And after that, I, I was just drawn to the Word of God in worship, drawn to the Word of God in Bible study. And also, I was a bass player, so I joined the choir and began to play there. And subsequently, uh, within about a year and a half, I was sent to Japan. Uh, I fought tooth and nail not to go because I was enjoying myself right where I was. Yeah. But my pastor said, well, when you go, go over and get with your people. And so that disturbed me. I was going to ask, what people are you talking about? <laughs> but I soon found out that it's get with the Christian people, those that are there, and enjoy yourself, get into Bible study, and continue to learn. And as I got to Tokyo, Japan, I worked at uh, uh, Stars and Stripes, which is a newspaper for the Air Force. And I, was on the, um, I worked downtown at Rapungi Corner. And it was about 45 minutes to get there because the traffic is so very heavy. But I took the time between the editions of the paper to go into a old press room and open my Bible and do some studying. And I did that almost every day. And then God, of course, began to share with me what I, he wanted me to do, uh, not only in the choir, but I began to lead a choir, not so much in singing, but leadership-wise. Mm -hmm and also other uh, ministries, such as preaching ministry and so on. And he did that, but I wasn't a minister. I wasn't a deacon. I wasn't anything but a Christian. Right. And that's how I took things. That's what God will have me to do. That's what I will do. And I just give God praise for learning and preparing, but I wasn't done yet. Right. And so that, that's interesting. The Bible talks about how uh, we should do whatever comes to our hands yes. to do and, and how we should do it as unto the Lord. Yes. You know, and so uh, I, I see that and I, and I see in this in this current age uh, and culture, church culture, where we have we have a lot less volunteers in many in many churches. We have a lot less people that are coming to contribute and, and more that are coming to just just feed me, just give me. And I'll come once a week for for my my weekly meal, mm -hmm. you know, how, how would, how would you, how, how would you deal with that? Or how are you dealing with that at True Vine? Well, we do deal with that uh, all of the time. And I preach from the word of God about our service and how God will have us to serve him. I remind the congregation that one day we'll stand before God and give an accounting of our stewardship. And I often say that's not necessarily about money, but it does include that. Mm -hmm. But it includes our service, it includes our time, it includes our time to witness, our time to share, our time to meet those who don't know Christ, the time to share the Word of God with family, friends, and anyone else that we meet. It's a time to really get involved, not only in the ministry of the church, but to get involved with God, because He is the leader of our lives, and we need to follow Him by the Spirit of God. You know, one of the things that I that I have read and understood, and I know it's, it's not really a, a, a particular popular way of, of interpreting this, but when we, when we get to heaven, Christians, and we've, we've accepted the Lord and we have our ticket, if you will, uh, it's not, we're not being judged on whether we accepted Christ or not. No. That, that gets us there. No. But 
but we are being judged on what did you do now that you're a Christian? That's exactly right. You know, how, how, how did you, I had, a, I had a plan for you. How much of my will did you actually accomplish? Yes. And th that's, that's a very uh, pointed question and statement. That's really what we should seek as a member of Christ's household. This is, God, what do you want me to do? And not wait for uh, uh, lots of answers, but begin to move and God will begin to show us. I remember a story in Scripture when Abraham was called, because he was Abram at the time. And God said, I want you to leave your family and friends and I want you to go. But the thing that really touched my mind was that he didn't tell him where he should go or what was the result of his going. But the thing that really got me was that Abraham obeyed God yes. at the very moment that he said it. So he got everybody together, his servants and so on, and they moved out. They had no GPS. That's right. So he went on. I love it that his dad, the yes. Bible says, you, you go a couple of verses up, and it says that his dad said, come on, let's go, we're leaving. Right. But he never got there. And so I believe, I'm, 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 I'm third generation in this, I believe I should go further than my parents did. I should I should accomplish more. And I mean that goes on every stage, on every level and in, in education and in, in accomplishments and you know and and being able to go further than the previous generation did. And so Abram, he actually got to go where his dad meant to go. You know, and so mm -hmm. we we need to continue moving, continue pressing, yes. continue seeking God's mm -hmm. will. What is it you want from my life? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm going to keep on, like you said, I, I love how you said it. Let's, let's do it. Mm -hmm. let's, let's get busy. Let's roll up our sleeves and let's get working until God reveals to us exactly where, okay, stop here. And, and I think that's exactly as I read scripture about Abram or Abraham, that he went and he got further instructions when he got closer to the place that God wanted him to go, not where he wanted to go. Then God continued to use him as he was, as Abram was continually being obedient to him. And I think that's, uh, as we talk about it early on, we have to follow the individual will of God for our own lives, not my will for your life or his life or somebody else's life. But God is speaking to me, and I need to hear what he's saying, and then I need to obey him in what he's saying. I, I remember that when God called me to preach, I was going to the University of Nebraska. In the, I'm still in the Air Force, and they have a program called Bootstrap. And I was able to go to school to finish my last semester or so. And as I was there, and God was speaking to me, I'm walking in knee-deep snow, preaching in my mind, had no idea what I'm doing. And I knew what God wanted me to do, but I wasn't, really wasn't ready to do it. So I kept making excuses, but I kept going forward. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me off the hook. Yes. And I was afraid. I said, oh, my wife is not going to like me being a preacher and all of that. And so one day when I got back home, I got to the, touch the, the doorknob on the door. And my wife couldn't see me from the kitchen the way the, the house was constructed. Yeah. And we had a, had a kind of noisy conversation about it previously. And so when I touched the doorknob on the handle of the door, my wife said, baby, the Lord said it's okay. Oh, I was elated. I was ready to go. I could wait for Sunday, and it was the next day yeah. to tell the pastor, oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> but you know what, Pastor? Would you, would you talk to the listener today? There's someone out there that perhaps, I would imagine, 
is is grappling with the same type of conversation you were having with God. They're hearing from God. I need to do so. I need to take another step. I've got this seed in my in my belly, in my heart, and, and I just don't know how to, I don't know if I'm actually ready. Is this you, Lord, talking to me? You know, all these questions. Would would you talk to talk to that one person that's listening today that is in that same place that you were where you were walking in knee deep snow and just trying to figure out how do I take this next step? I'm glad you asked that uh, because the questions do come to mind. And I was one that uh, would seek counsel from a pastor or from another Christian friend. That's okay in a way, but it's, it really comes down to you who are listening today is between you and God. And so what I did, I continued to pray and ask God to show me in ways that no other way was possible but his way. And no one else could uh, contaminate my reception of his word. And so I asked God, and I continue to ask him until he finally answered in a way that I, it was unmistakably God. And I'm not saying or advocating that we should make a deal with God, but that's basically what I did in a sense, not like uh, someone in Scripture did, but I asked God to just show me that this is what you want. I, I, I kept thinking, well, I don't want it to be me and call myself to the ministry. I really don't want to do that. And I don't want to be in the ministry, but I couldn't shake the Lord off. And he finally through prayer and giving me an answer. And when he did that, I was free. I was ready to go. So if anyone is listening and you feel that tug on your heart, it's not you, it's God. Then go to God and says, Lord, I don't understand. I, I need something to tell me that this is what I need to do. And I actually began to make a step toward that. And I suggest that you make a step toward God and says, Lord, I'm listening. And then when we do that, God will answer our prayer and it will be complete. I, I, I think that we know in the scripture that the Bible talks about, I will open doors that no man can shut and yes. shut doors that no man can open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that's, and that's great. However, there is, there is that, that partnership um, principle even even in ezekiel the same the same passage i opened with today uh i i believe in that sense god was looking for someone to use mm-hmm. you know he there was there was a valley that god was looking to bless and to bring life to and he was looking to partner with somebody uh to do that and so in that say in that sense there is there is something that we should do so when god opens the door there's a part for us to our, our part is quite simply yes. to walk through it Yes. You know, and so if you're asking, you're doubting, but there's an open door in front of you, your answer is there. You know, take the step. It, it, that's why we call it a step of faith. And, and that's, that's exactly right. We have to take a step of faith. We take a risk, calculated risk, so to speak, but you really need to take a step. I took a step and waited for the answer as I was still walking knee deep in the snow. And God continued as I look back. He continued to answer but I was looking for another answer, and it really wasn't the right answer. But he kept with me, kept st- he stayed with me, he kept sharing with me, kept loving me, kept encouraging me. And finally I said, okay, uh, I'm your man. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, I would offer one more thing because if you're nervous about it and if, you're, you're, if you think you're not ready for it, to me, that's another, that's another answer that, you know what, you're, you probably are the one. There's so many people that just want to jump off and they want, you know, I, well, I want a microphone, I want to preach and dance and sing. 
slow down. You slow down. Yeah. The, the other of you that you're here and you're listening and you're just nervous, you got the butterflies, uh, that's, that's proof. That's proof. And so I want to thank you. You're listening to AM 630, The Word. This is the Church of the Week program. I'm your host, Marcus Burgos, and I'm joined today by the senior pastor of True Vine Baptist Church, Pastor Grice. Thank you again thank you. For, for being here with us. Now, let's talk a little bit about, about the church. First of all, sure. tell me, where are you guys located? We're located, uh, of course, our, our street address is uh, 435 South Ellison Drive, but I'm sure you can GPS that. But if you're in San Antonio and you go to SeaWorld, and at SeaWorld's door, you take a left, go two miles, and right across Petranco on the right-hand side is True Vine Baptist Church. And I tell you, I tell you what, I've I've been over there, and I think it's hard to use a a landmark for your church because your church is a landmark. Yes, you know, you you guys, you can't miss it really. You know, if you go down two miles from SeaWorld, you're gonna see it. Yes, that, that's a, you have a beautiful campus, you have a beautiful building, and uh, I would I would I would invite you. <laughs> <laughs> I would invite you. So, but tell me, what time is service on Sunday? Our worship service is at ten uh, thirty, and it's at ten thirty. I had a friend that tell me we were in conversation, and he would say, "What time is the ten thirty service?" It's ten thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and we start at ten thirty. <laughs> Isn't that such a? I think that's one of the things that we as churches, man, we need to grow. We need to grow in that area, and we we say ten thirty, and we wound up as you know ten forty five, and let's see who's here. You know, hopefully the piano player get here. You know, <laughs> and and uh, I I pass. I do the same thing at my church. Amen. 10.30 is 10.30. It's me and my wife. We're starting at 10.30. It's 10.30. You know, and so it, it's 10.30. And so if you want to go and visit and check out uh, True Vine Baptist, show up on time. Amen. Show up on time. Because I, what I understand is you need, you need to get a good seat. So you, you may, you may want to get there early. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more. Um, you have a midweek service. What else is going on at the church? We have a midweek service. My, the main Bible study is mine, and it is on Wednesdays, and it begins at 7 o'clock. Now, does it start at 7 o'clock? It starts actually <laughs> early than that uh, because we have prayer prior to that. Go, we have yeah. some of the men and, and ladies who will begin praying around 645, and at 7 o'clock we begin the Bible study uh, on Wednesday night. The next Bible study is the when is the Thursday night study. That's a special one. That's a senior study, uh, not necessarily just for senior, but we actually uh, began that study for seniors because they have issues driving at night and so on. But other people who are working shift work can can come because they may not be able to come on Wednesday or some other time. Right. Then we have another study, uh, uh, which is what Tuesday time? night. What I'm time sorry. Is the Thursday. Uh, the Thursday study is at uh, eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Midday Bible study. Right. And eleven o'clock. And the one thing wonderful about that is a, a nice lunch that All you don't right. have to pay for. So you know <laughs> right. we invite uh, those who want to come on the, to the senior study on Thursday at eleven o'clock. Also on Tuesday night we have a men's study. It's just men. Um, that whether they're members of the church or not, it's just a way to reach out to other men in our community, and they can come on that particular night as well. And the the time is seven p.m. Seven p.m. So you guys are busy. You stay you stay active at at the church. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot one. I, I can't forget this one because I'll be in real big trouble. We have the ladies' study. I was going to well. ask you about that. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you have a man, you better have a woman. 
And they have a great study, and, and we're so excited about uh, all of the studies that we have, and there's uh, great participation. So, so when is the women's? Uh, the women's study is at uh, 7. On Tuesday? Or when, when, what day is it on? Tuesday. Oh, okay. Okay, so... So it's at the same. At, it's simultaneous. Yes, with with the men's, you kind of just divide up the, the right. group. Excellent. And then at that, in those studies, you're dealing with different issues, different, and different topics. topics. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I I so believe in that in that homogeneous uh, separation because I know at least for men, I can't talk about women, but at least for men, we we don't feel comfortable opening up when there's women in the room. That's what we've come to yeah. find out. <laughs> so, Pastor, now that we're here and we're, we're wrapping up in, in just a few minutes, I want you to invite San Antonio to church. Won't you extend an invitation? I invite all of you in San Antonio to come and visit. And we have a way of trying to make you more uh, comfortable in its own purpose. By the time you get inside the church, you'll be wrapped up in hugs and how you're doing and things of that nature. By the time you get to the sanctuary, you're kind of worn out, but uh, people are still lifting you up and welcoming you to the church. We'll do something that others may not do, and that is to uh, and, and let everyone know who our guests are. We don't necessarily make them speak or anything of that nature, but just to wave the hand that they are here to visit us, and we're so glad that many have come. And so we really want to reach more people to come. Our mission statement is to impact each generation to know and to love Christ. Regardless of the generation, we want people to come. Regardless, regardless of the ethnicity, we want people to come because Jesus loves you. Amen. What better invitation than that in a world and in a time and in a society where it's so disconnected? Yes. You know, we have these little, these little devices that supposedly are to keep us connected, but they have served uh, 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 an opposite way. And so today I want to echo what Pastor Grice has said. I want to see you in church on Sunday uh, at 1030 on Sunday. Uh, if you can't find them, you can look for them on the Internet, truevinesa.org. San Antonio, thank you for listening. Church of the Week, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.